So welcome, 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 so welcome. No stupid, stupid questions. Hello, everybody. This week's up, folks? Welcome. It's for real. It's for real. T-Leak like, and Jay. Like no, no specific <laughs> order. <laughs> no stupid questions. So <laughs> can we curse on the show? Do whatever it's we feel. Real. Tanya, okay. question for, for today. No. Wow, wow, like All right. Stupid. So questions. No stupid questions. Jack. No stupid questions. Welcome to this episode. Of <laughs> My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. <laughs> hey everybody! Happy almost New Year. What's up, people? <laughs> 2020 is almost done. It's almost a wrap. T League here and Jag on the other side. There we go. How y'all doing? And this is the latest episode of No Stupid Questions, New Year's Eve 2020 edition. Or is it New Year's Eve 2021? I think it's New Year's Eve 2021. Okay. It's the eve of 2020. (laughs) We're about to go into 2021. How about that? For the archives. This is one for the archives. So this is No Stupid Questions, the show where you have Jag and T-Leap, two smart people, and one stupid question, or so we thought. One stupid question. All right, T-Leap. Okay, what's the stupid question for all right, all right. New well, Year's Eve? We have a few hours left, so we got to ask this question. <laughs> Was 2020 the worst year ever? <laughs> oh, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So that's your answer. Is that a is is that is, is that, that a yes? yes? That is not a yes. Whoa. Okay. I gotta, I gotta go with no. Okay. So I have to go with yes. Oh, we got a little and, and New Year's Eve. Contention. Yeah, we got that. We got to have a little contention. Maybe we get to the same answer by the end of the show. Maybe, maybe but, not. Um, maybe not. <laughs> so I will jump into why I say. I think oh. I said yes, right? Yeah, you jump right on in there. I'm going to jump in it. Okay. So first of all, I have to put a little context on it. When we're talking about worst year ever, I am limiting it to my lifetime when I answer that question. Okay. And maybe maybe okay. you would tell me I need to look a little broader than that, but I'm being selfish right now. I'm looking in my lifetime. And I got to think about that because I was not. So that okay. is- that, Okay. Okay. That, and that's fair. Okay. So in my 50 years circling the sun- this is by far the worst year ever. There were some bad years in there, but this was by far the worst year ever. We had more people. I think more people's mood was better on December 31st, 2019 than it was on December 31st, 2020. I think financially, emotionally, physically, more people were in better place. And I don't think you can say that for most years. So I'm, I'm, based on that, I'm going to say this was the worst year ever. So, so I agree with you that more people were in a better place, but there are people who are in a better place. Without there a doubt. There are people who have taken the opportunities that have presented themselves this year in a variety a of arenas and done better. So, so I guess the, 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 yeah, this question could be asked sort of with different facets. It was, not, it, was, it was my worst year ever. Okay. Now, if I look at it, so personally, financially, <laughs> I took a pandemic hit. And, and a lot of the things that I wanted to get done, I did not get done more so than usual, because you know, you always try to get more done than you or you always think you're gonna get more done than you do. And I have to I have to think about, I mean, you know, when I think about personally, I'm at a different place in my life too, right? So I'm 
I just came back from visiting my father in New York. He's 82. He just turned 82. And I'm just grateful he's here. And, you know, I've had challenges with my parents and stuff in previous years. And so those were pretty bad years. So right. I guess, you know, it does depend on whether or not I'm looking at it personally, whether or not I'm looking at it over the spectrum of my lifetime and, and then, you know, beyond it and or whether or not I'm looking at it like, I mean, we've had 300,000 people die. Right. Of, you know, and, and I, I actually would have to go to the, to, to the, the Google. <laughs> to to understand what that is in the grand scheme of things in terms of whether it be my lifetime or other uh, actually just as quick quick aside the flu was it 1918 yes do we know in how 1919 many, do we know how many people died yes well in the u.s or worldwide yes, yes in the u.s just so we have not reached the 1919 flu numbers yet uh, 1918-1919, we are probably about half, a little more than half of the people, the, okay. the Americans that died during that time. When you also look at it on a percentage basis, it was all it was worse because America has grown since 1919. Right, so right, right. From a percentage standpoint, it was, it was a lot worse. So we so, haven't, and hopefully we don't get there, but we haven't, we haven't approached those numbers yet. Yes. So, okay. Thank you for that. Thank you for that quick uh, data check, fact check. So, you know, the question is whether or not we're, we are talking about, I think there have been worse years. And I, and I actually think that's one of the things that I'd like to leave 2020 with is, as some people say, things could be worse. Things could be worse. Of course, you know, we both answered the question. And I think in our follow-up, we may, conf- may have confused people because you said 2020 was not the worst year ever. That's correct. And I said it cause, was. Because I said that it could be worse. And it, it has been. And so it that's is. why it's not the worst year ever. Okay. And so I got to ask, are you talking personally or your perception of as a citizen of the world, this has not been the worst year ever? I'm speaking as the a citizen of the world. I'm trying to, I, I had to think about my personal... <laughs> Okay. What about okay. you? Let me think about my personal. Yeah. What about you? So I was not thinking about myself personally. That's, you know, that's, just, that's so you, you're so man of the world, but anyway. well, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I, I think I good, bad or indifferent. I do have a funny way of looking at things with rose colored glasses. So I always think, I always try to look for the bright side. Um, so for me personally, there were some bright side moments of this year. Let's take a silly one. The No Stupid Questions show. We went over 10,000 downloads this year. That's effects. a bright moment. Yay. That's a bright moment. Um, <laughs> I had a little extra time, more time at the house than I normally have. So I built yes. a pergola in my backyard, 20 by 40 foot pergola, which is a pretty big pergola. You built um, it? Wow. I don't need you to send me some pictures of yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a, um, you know, I got carpenters in my family. Other than Jesus, I got more. That's all we know how to do, swing a hammer and, and talk for a living. So we can't do much else. But that's not really true because we, we can shoot guns too. I'm sure you have many other skills if you really put your head on. Well, I wasn't trying to, this is not that type. I'm not trying to boast. You know, so there were some, there were some, there were some bright moments for me personally. Uh, but I said, yes, it was the worst year because 
emotionally this year just 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 was a dream. It's interesting. We as I was preparing, thinking about this question before we got on the show, I just looked it up. CBS News did a history about whether or not 20 uh, did a story about whether or not 2020 was the most difficult year for many Americans. And they actually listed 2020 as number eight on the list. Um, out, out of out of our and you know this is not just in our 50 years no right? this is this is the history of the u.s okay what was number um, one just that number one was the darkest year of the civil war which i you know there were a lot of deaths in the civil war so i can see the darkest year of the civil war being the the, the most bleak point right. in american history i can i can buy that especially when we didn't know if the right side was going to win at the time uh, the 1862 they say was the the worst year in american history okay. but but it's interesting the one right under 2020 or at number seven was a year we all lived through and and it was 9-11 terrorist attacks mm. in 2001 mm. and when i think of that yes unfortunately 3,000 people tragically lost their lives in the september 11 2001 terrorist attacks and it changed our lives every time you go to the airport you're reminded how your lives have changed after 2000 2001 but it doesn't seem as far reaching as this pandemic has been doesn't seem as far reaching as the racial divide that we've seen in this country. But wait, so, but it's but that's after it, or is it right above 2020? Um, no, it's it's number seven on number the list, whereas 2020 is number eight. Eight. On the list. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry, I, I mis misunderstood. Yeah, so maybe I misspoke. So when I see that, I'm like, wow, who who are these people at CBS News ranking this thing? I, I don't see. I just don't see 2001 being anywhere close to the upheaval, the unrest, the changing people's lives like 2020 did. And it's interesting because my first thought was, well, what about the ramifications of, you know, 2001? But I, I, I had to stop myself because when I think about the ramifications of 2020, I think they are going to be long-term. And I'm talking 10 years, 20 years. I know I, wrote, I read an article about the impact on the workforce. The Obviously, the impact on the economy is going to, you know, have um, long-term implications. And particularly for women, when, you know, these types of things happen, the a lot of the burden, especially when people are quarantined at home, a lot of the burden is on the caregivers and the folks that maintain the homes right. and that continues to be women uh, right. you know, when you look at the statistics uh, just in terms of who takes on most of the home activities and so anyway so yeah so when you talk about women and then them having to be the ones to tutor the kids and to you know do the homeschooling or the all of these things that are happening right now it has long-term implications for them in the professional world that they have seen in other countries when they've had you know, epidemics or, or other things which require quarantine and sort of stay-at-home type orders. So yeah, so I I think the mental health implications of 9-11 were substantial, but I think this is one of those that is a little insidious. You know, I always say that we underappreciate, <laughs> that's in quotes, what stress does to us. This has been, I think, because stress, you can't see it, right? Right. You can see 9-11, that was clear trauma, but I think there is trauma 
in so many more people as the result of just a variety of things, like you said, whether it has to do with the economics, whether it has to do with the education system, there's been strains on relationships. So all of that stress as is going to have health implications, as we said, economy implications, education implications. So this is going to be much more far ranging, I would agree, just on that, that little sort of side point. I did want to add that personally, this is, this is, this feels, feels a little like a plug, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. I did start a virtual wellness studio. So there were opportunities that I spoke of other people that I took advantage of during this time to establish. And it has been very positive for me. And it's helped me through some of the, the stressful times and the depressing times, um, to be honest, when I felt down and, and really felt disconnected to connect with folks through the various formats. So, you know, some it's dance and dance is always fun to do with other people. So anyway, so I say that to say, I think that Definitely, like you said, there were opportunities that I did take advantage of, but definitely the, the other things that happened were, it, it did take a toll. It, has, it is taking a toll on me. But I'm always glad to do the No Stupid Questions show <laughs> with Jag and T. Lee. That's right. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, and I just wanted to run, I, I, just for, since I mentioned this article, and I'll, I'll put a link up to the article in, in the show notes, but just to run through some other things that at least this one panel thought were the toughest years in, in U.S. history. Number two is 19, tie for number two, was 1929, the Wall Street stock market crash, tied with the 1838 Trail of Tears. And for those that don't know, that was the year that the Cherokee people were forcibly removed from their homes and placed in Oklahoma or the Oklahoma Territory. Number four, they say, was 1919 Spanish flu. Number five was 1968 assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert Kennedy. Number six was a 62 Cuban Missile Crisis. And then we get to 2001 for the 9-11 terrorist attacks and then 2020 for COVID-19. All of those, I'm sure, you know, people talk about, I wasn't around but for the last two, but all of those anyone who was around for, they talk about and, and they impacted people's lives. I mean, my, my sister was born in 1968, shortly after Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. And the, the, the story I always re remember is my father consoling my mother who didn't want to bring a child into this angry and cruel world after she mm. learned about the Martin Luther King Jr. assassination. Mm. So obviously it was impactful for, for black people and I think for all Americans. But yeah, so, so that, that was what that panel said. But for me, I still stick with 2020 by far being the worst. And of course, I didn't live through a lot of those other ones. But especially mm -hmm. when you have 2001 standing on this list ahead of it, I just don't see the comparison. I think we all will remember 2020, what it did to us. Hopefully we come out stronger in some aspects. But, you know, we did have over 330,000 deaths this year, unexpected deaths due to the pandemic. Right. Not to mention the unrest in the streets over racial injustices. The presidential election was was divisive. It's been a, it's been a hell of a year. Well, interesting, interesting that you say that. I think I think the, the, this question of the worst year ever, and you brought up the racial tensions. One of the questions that always comes up is, are the racial tensions worse now, or are we just seeing it now that we have all this technology and we're able to see it? 
I've always believed in, and as things come out, uh, there were some things, I mean, I knew about Black Wall Street, but then I heard about Wilmington, North Carolina, and some other things where they're, they're you know, Black folks were getting, getting it from all sides, right. and people were dying, and so I don't think there's an accurate number, you know, in various years, especially during Reconstruction, <laughs> and some of the, anyway, it's funny, you started this with talking about being an optimist, <laughs> Right. And I'm, I, I guess I'm the optimist today uh, because I am looking at all the things that happen and they seem to be a culmination of a lot of things and they have occurred before, but it seems as if it's almost like a perfect storm this year. So does that make it the worst year ever? I don't know, because I think there were some, like you said, silver linings I do believe that there are two sides of the coin. So I I don't know. I'd have to look at each one of the things that you mentioned. And in addition to looking at the negative side of it, I'd have to look at, okay, but what did that spur? You know, I mean, it spurred worry on your mother's part, but the assassination of MLK also, you know, it energized a, a large number of people. Um, Floyd you know, the death of George Floyd has mobilized um, and, and, and I think changed a lot of people's minds about the, the existence of police brutality against Black folks. And so I guess I am doing my, you know, glass half full. Right. And, uh, and partly to rationalize my, my uh, this is not the worst year ever. <laughs> uh, but I do believe that. And, and, and regardless of whether or not it's the worst year ever, I think the, the, the message that I certainly would like to put forward both personally and, and as part of our call to action is make every moment count because you don't realize when things like this are going to happen. So take advantage of uh, opportunities as they present themselves to you and, and really look out for one another. I guess that'd be the only other thing that I would say, you know, when we look at what the pandemic has wrought, there is a real opportunity for us to come together. And I, I wish we would take advantage of that opportunity. So I'm going to stop there, but I have one well, more point, but I'm gonna let you talk. because well, So, so I'm, I'm gonna help you because I'm, I'm gonna join in your point. We may disagree on whether or not 2020 was the worst year ever, but I think we both agree that the future should be better than the past. I guess I'm a firm believer in, to use a cliche that is often darkest before it's dawn. I do think, and I'm still, you haven't convinced me that 2020 wasn't the worst year ever yet, <laughs> but I do think the silver linings are strong. I do think there are some positives that we can take out of it and build on what has been a tragedy of a year to make us stronger and better and, and move forward to a brighter future. I think we, you know, we, we, we start to understand some things about science that we didn't understand. We got a vaccine out and, you know, in a record time for the U.S. I think that was a, a positive. We saw the scientific community. Of course, they saw a capitalistic benefit out of it, but we got a scientific community focused on trying to solve this pandemic. And, and we have some what looks like viable vaccines out. I think that's a great positive. We, I think industry had an opportunity to, to learn some things during this work from home situation that we were forced to be in. I think we can come out with more efficient and more 
streamline businesses, which in the long run would make us a better and stronger economy. So I do think there's some bright times ahead. Uh, I just think we had to go through this valley before we can reach some mountaintops. Well, I got a, I got a shout out, D-Nice. <laughs> Bright spot. And Timbaland and Swiss Beats. Bright spots, without a doubt. Or um, basically just finding ways to, to create bright spots, as you said. And we, we have to say this when we talk about 2020, right? We talk about the pandemic, but the other big part of 2020 was the political landscape. Right. And what is interesting about that is I think someone was mentioning the other day to me that this has been a lesson in civics <laughs> for many people. Cabinet positions you didn't know existed or you really didn't know what they did and you found out what they did because you know what they did, <laughs> if you know right. what I mean. Understanding what happens with the electoral college and when they ratify the results, which <laughs> I don't know if I knew that date, because a lot of this stuff went by. Uh, so, and and the turnout, the, the sheer turnout of of voters taking and and playing a, a role in the process. Right. That that is is a silver lining, and I I hope that that will continue. But that is something to it is historic for 2020. So that right. belongs in the, the the plus column as well. So, you know, there were definitely some negatives. So how does it balance out? I don't know. Does it become the worst year? But I do think that there were some political wins. And, you know, some people would say a big one. Some people would say, no, that didn't happen. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you still contesting? Wow. So, so yeah, so I, I just looking at the political arena, does that, do you feel like that bolsters your point or looking at the, the pluses and the minuses of what happened in politically, are you, um, does that kind of at least put a shoulder over in the. So you're asking me a question and we try to stay nonpartisan, <laughs> uh, even though I think most people can guess where our political alliances lay, but I will say the participation part was a was a very big plus and I do see that as a silver lining mm -hmm. and I guess I will also say that we needed change and you know whatever we went into 2020 with we we needed something different going into 2021 and, and so we got that the, you know the, the it will be seen whether or not that proves out to be the best thing for the country but I think it was clear that we needed change especially because of the way that this current administration handled the pandemic ignored it downplayed it and you know, I, I think that was, that was the, in the end, was the deciding factor in the reason why this current administration didn't get another, another crack at four more years. Yeah. Um, All right. So I think there's, we, we both agree, let's say it this way. We, so I don't think we convince each other, but we right. do agree that there are bright spots to come, love each other, support each other and find those bright spots and That's take right. advantage of them. That's right. So so we didn't quite agree on 2020, but I think we, we're both very positive about 2021 and, and the future. That's and beyond. And yeah. beyond. So we need our listening audience to, to make all that come true, challenge us, email us, and let's grow together and, and do great things going forward. Yeah, what can we do in 2021 to create a bigger bright spot. We hope we wear a bright spot for you already, but how can we become a bigger bright spot for you? Right. 
And so that's no stupid questions shows challenge. <laughs> no stupid questions, y'all. Happy New Year, everybody. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs>